everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Welcome back for another episode of Heart's Happiness. It's the last one of August where we've been talking about fear and I have a very special guest on today, Rachel, who's going to explain all the great things she does in the holistic world. We're bringing the woo-woo back again for another episode as we talk about astrology and fear and full moons and our energy and self-care and all sorts of good stuff. So I'm excited for you to hear it very soon. A couple of quick announcements. I have a free event on the 5th of September at 8 p.m. UK time where we are going to be talking about manifesting happiness. So really talking about the intergenerational trauma aspect on our manifestation, on law of attraction and bringing the positive things we want into our world, why working on our trauma is an important part of that picture as well. So that's the event on the 5th. And then also 25% off the group course that kicks off in end of September. So it's 25% off right now. So if you're interested in any of those, you can find out on my website or in the episode notes, or just drop me a DM and we can have a chat. So I'm going to pass over to Rachel now. Hello, Rachel. Welcome to the podcast. Did you want to introduce yourself and explain what it is that you do? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so blessed. You know, I feel so blessed to be here. Um, so I am a astro herbalist and a sound and energy practitioner. Uh, so I work with all things from earth to cosmic um, connections. And um, you could probably say my second name is Woo Woo. <laughs> I love bringing the woo-woo onto the podcast. Yeah, just, bring on the woo-woo. <laughs> well, there's just a whole load of healing out there that can support us and help us that's not that traditional element. And I, I think you should try everything to see what supports you and helps you. Um, so it's, it's called woo-woo, but it's just really like alternative, Eastern even sometimes. So Exactly. I think it's it's something that's not so mainstream and it's probably something that we don't hear of all the time um in mainstream media and all the things but it's for me woo is a place where you can self-explore without any judgment without any labels and to really come back to yourself and um and what you're here for yeah definitely it's like listening to that inner guidance and that intuition and then working with other people that do the same that can really help you when you're a little bit stuck or not feeling so great so um I met you through one of your amazing classes, which was sound therapy, which I loved. And actually it was a time when I was moving house and I was super, super stressed. And I just found your sessions so um, like really calming to my nervous system. So this whole month on the podcast, we're talking about fear, which is part of the reason why I wanted you to bring you on. But I know that's not just what you do. So explain all the other woo-woo cool things that you do. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... 
so with my work, it's, it's quite holistic. Uh, I, look, I look at all aspects of the self, um, especially when it comes to, like you said, fear. Um, I think fear is something that's definitely rooted in us in all different ways, isn't it? Like it, it, it's just, it's something that we um, navigate and we work with and we try and block out and suppress and all sorts of things throughout our life. Um, but a lot of the practices that I work with are holistic modalities that um, really allow you to work with your fear in different ways, work with yourself. Um, so coming from you know, plants and herbs, that's a really big part of my work and connecting to plants and herbs for health and well-being, to astrology and looking at astrology in a way that is supporting you for your health your healthy, um, I guess, healthy living, um, but also for your self-care. And, um, and then sound and energy comes into that. I think energy is like the basis of everything that I do. Yeah, which is great and so fascinating because um, yesterday we were meant to record and I felt horrendous, so bad. I felt like um, uh, somebody was sitting on my head. I just had this massive, I actually felt like I was, super unwell but I'm like pretty fine today I'm sort of coming back from it so can you explain why that happens to us energetically (laughs) yes absolutely um so throughout like a day-to-day basis uh our energy changes and you know it's to do with I guess the external world of like what's happening around us but also what's happening within us because the things that are happening outside are usually happening within um and then it's also very much governed by the planets and the moon the moon especially we've just gone through a huge full moon in aquarius uh, over the weekend and you know the as these these movements happen within our solar system and things shift and change they shift and change within us too we are so connected more than you know what we can even think of what we can comprehend so um when there are these big shifts and when the moon is at its fullest and depending on where it is, it can really affect us. It can bring things up or it can can feel like a good time just depending on, you know, how we navigate navigate those energies. It's so true. I've I've really been noticing the impact of the moon on me and um, like some uh, months, like this month in particular, it just destroys my sleep. I just can't sleep. It's just like, there's no, there's not even any point. And then um, exactly what you said there, um, this moon in particular brought some wounding from like, like childhood basically that just got really triggered and really like big. And I didn't even think it was there anymore, but like just with interacting with other people, not the people from my childhood or anything. And um, I always find that with one of these very, big big kind of moons but like uh, some moons are absolutely fine I'm like oh I slept really well I was expecting it to be terrible and um and also like females um periods get in line with the full moon as well and how does that happen what I don't even know how that happens it's crazy so like you said we are definitely more connected yeah so we really are we really are and um you know we we are so as women you know, through our own cyclical processes, that cyclical process is connected to the moon's energy. And we have to remember that we are, you know, between 70 to 80% water and the moon moves the tides on the earth as it does with our own cyclical energy. And our, and our cycles are very much water-based. It's that water energy. Um, so 
when there is these heightened times, when the moon's at its fullest, um, you know, they, that is a time for us to really witness what's happening in our lives, what's going on. Everything comes into this full view and getting ready to release as the moon starts to wane. So it's like, okay, what, what am I seeing in these times? What, what's coming up for me? What am I ready to let go of? What am I ready to really deal with and release now? So, you know, if you are experiencing like those um, heightened, um, heightened awareness or heightened feelings and these emotions that are coming in this full view, there's a reason for that. Mm, that's so interesting because that's exactly what happened to me this weekend because I had um you know these these wounds coming up and I was dealing with our old landlord who's just being a nightmare and I just sort of came to the conclusion like why am I fighting with this person like I don't need this person to affect me on a daily basis I'm just going to let it go and just like that I just decided to let something go that I've been kind of fighting for for a couple of months because I was like it's not really about him so it's okay I can let that go and I just feel so much lighter just making that decision and I guess it was that moon energy that kind of put that pressure on and it does it to so many of us like I was actually talking to someone about this today that I've heard so many stories from like policemen teachers people in hospitals that say that things go crazy around a full moon so it's it's so so interesting and I would imagine fear goes up so when you're looking at somebody's cycle or helping them energetically with their fear and their their emotions there's so much you could probably learn from just the astrology and their yes um, where they fit into it absolutely um yes there's there's been loads of studies like um in the police stations, especially like at this time, they'll always put more police on um, just to make sure that they can manage things because crime, crime rate goes up so much higher around a full moon. Um, but yes, it, it, it is. Uh, it's quite interesting, actually. Like, I don't know if you track your cycle at all <clears throat> with the, the moon and um, these energies, but, but um, something that I've been doing for quite some time now is like tracking my cycle and tracking it with the moon and astrology and seeing like when these certain like patterns and emotions come up for me and connecting them back to the astrological uh, connections within my own chart. And that's, that's blown my mind. Like that's opened up a whole can of worms um, when it comes to like understanding my own feelings and emotions, especially around like, for, for instance, like I, I struggle um, in times of Scorpio sometimes, like Scorpio is a bit of a funny one for me. And so whenever the moon's in Scorpio, for instance, and, and say something's happening where my emotions are feeling quite uh, heavy, like I'm feeling like heavy, maybe a bit of depression might come in or I'm just feeling a bit uneasy or unsettled. I can have a look and be like, oh, okay, well, there's there's a connection there for me to work with and establish here. Mm. Makes sense. And it's um, so it's like kind of amazing, like almost like the cosmos does these things to us on purpose so that we do go within, go deeper, connect to ourselves, learn something about ourselves, heal something, let something go. It's kind of, it's pretty cool. <laughs> It is. I just wish we were taught this as kids. Yeah. I tried to. (laughs) I tried to. I came across astrology when I was nine years old and I was sitting in the back of a library uh, at primary school and I had these huge astrology textbooks all around me. And I was just 
blown away by this information and I could match make every single person in my class like I knew who was compatible and who wasn't (laughs) and you know the teachers then said to they said to my mom your your daughter she has no interest in main school mainstream school at all like she just has no interest in it but she's got a gift and you know you need to allow her to follow this my mom freaked out (laughs) but I it was it was that information of going, okay, well, I, even as a kid, like, you know, when we're not in control of our emotions, like they, they are very controlling of us. Like you, when you're a kid, everything's like quite heightened and just being like, oh, well, actually it's a lot more than just my emotions that's happening here. Like, and, and I think a big part of that, it's not, it's not actually blaming what's happening outside of us. It's not, you know, blaming it on the moon or it's not blaming it on Mars or, you know, Mercury in retrograde, but it's going, oh, okay, I, I understand now, but I've mm. got that support there to help me understand what's going on inside here. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of stops you from fighting against it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, Because I, when I started to realise the impact of, say, a Mercury retrograde on myself, like things slowing down or, you know, and I was like, that's why don't I stop? trying to make it move faster and just like slow down with it and slow down with how it was going on inside of me. And it helped. I don't feel the effect of them as much anymore. But yeah. um, So how did you get into it? So apart from knowing when you were a small child that you wanted to, that you liked the planets, but how, um, how did you get into this, into the woo-woo work, helping others? Because often I feel like everybody has their own story that is their own healing journey. Yeah, so as a young kid, I, I definitely had this calling and it was always there. I had this interest and it followed me through high school. It followed you know me through my teenage years. And then uh, I didn't fully fall into the work probably until about four or five years ago. Um, so I moved to London I came out of a very bad breakup in Australia. So I was, I was with the person for um, quite a few years and um, I always had this intention to move to London. It was like a calling. It was something that was deep inside of me. Never felt at home in Australia. I had a lot of um, traumatic events as a child um, and it just, it just didn't resonate with me, Australia at all. Like I just, I always knew I was meant to be somewhere else. Anyway, um, so I finally made the decision after this breakup and, and moved to London um, to pursue my career in fashion. And, um, and things just kind of went a little bit sideways for a bit. Everything was so new and it was like I, was, I got a second wind of just being able to experience life in a different way. And I was working in fashion um, but yeah, I was, I was going out a lot. I was meeting new people. I was having fun and I just went down a bit of a dark path. I kind of, I let everything go. Like I, I did my first level of Reiki um, probably about eight or nine years ago in Australia. And, and I was practicing every day. I was meditating every day, but as soon as I got to London, it just went out the window. I lifestyle got you. Yeah. <laughs> it to us all in London (laughs) it does but I feel like London was a huge initiator for me it initiated something within me that needed to be initiated like I had to go through the trenches I had to go through you know the heavy partying and um the 
crazy dating scene and all those things to get to where I am now. Um, but it got to a point where I, I was burning out and I had a bit of a breakdown, had many, but this was, <laughs> this was, this was one that I'll never forget. And, you know, things weren't going too well back in Australia with my family. Um, we had a death in the family and, um, and there was, you know, just all these bits and pieces that were happening and I wasn't happy with my job. I was so tired from going out all the time um, and just not hanging around with the right people that were supportive of me. And I suddenly just had this realisation. I'm like, right, everything needs to change. And it literally hit rock bottom. And I'm like, it's time to change, right? I'm ready to forgive myself. I'm ready to forgive my you know, my ex um, that I was holding so much heartache from and I'm ready to let love into my life now. And two weeks later, I met my now partner. I met him and, and then I just went on this huge journey from there. Meeting him was like holding the space for me to do the work I, I needed to do. Mm, gosh, your story sounds so similar to mine. <laughs> actually crazy yeah I can relate to that so much because I was the same where um you know I just kind of just had a complete breakdown from burning out from um like going out loads and dating and that was really depressing and massively triggering for me but for me before I could meet my partner I had to really I had like no lack of such a lack of love for myself so it was that and then then he turned up and then being with someone like you say that holds space for you and that allows you to be the person that you that you were truly meant to be accepts you for that no drama so you're just like oh you're fine okay well I'll go and fulfill my dreams it's great I never even knew things like that existed or men like that existed before but yeah it was it's like a breath of fresh air and and there's just something in that like I remember the first few months of when we started dating like as soon as we met we knew that was it but those first few months I had to keep telling myself it's okay you're safe like it's Mm. okay and um it feels really uncomfortable because because this is this is what a healthy relationship is Mm. Um, because I hadn't experienced that before um you know, there was, there was so much trauma from my last relationship and all the things that, you know, we both imposed on each other. Um, coming into something that was healthy, I had to keep reminding myself that this is, this is you deserve this. Mm. You deserve this now. And, and he has literally been the biggest space holder for me to, to do all this stuff and the biggest support. And it just opened up doors. Um, I, you know, I, I was, I was working in, in corporate at the time when we met and then I was going through a bit of this transformation. I, um, I decided to um, take the road of sobriety and, you know, I'm over four years sober now. And, um, and even, you know, that in itself was like such a huge awakening for me. And, and yeah, and then everything just started falling into place. I started bringing back the meditation, started bringing back the energy work um, and started uh, connecting to oils and herbs and all sorts of things again. And then suddenly, again, I went through a bit of a, I would say, breakdown 3000 <laughs> Um where I, I became quite sick, I burnt out again, and um, 
and again, it was like another initiation for me to go, right, it's time for me to move over into these realms. It's time to really throw myself in what I'm meant to be doing here on this planet. So you let go of the corporate world, went yeah. on your business and all the things that you help people to do. That's so, because um, that's scary in itself, isn't it? But I guess your body was like, we haven't got any choice now. You're going to have to do it. Exactly. Even though I tried to hold on, like I'm someone that will keep going until mm. I can't anymore. And I tried to hold on as long as I could. And then it just got to a point where I just remember, because um, I was I was an EA for quite some time and uh, one of the executives I was an EA for pulled me into the office. She's like, I'm worried about you. Are you okay? And just that, like I broke down. <laughs> that was it. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. She's like, why are you doing this? You're not meant to be here, girl. Like, <laughs> go for it go <laughs> and that was like right it's happening I'm leaving I quit my job and I just fell straight into into what I was meant to do so yeah here we are today. <laughs> I love that story but that's the thing isn't it so you were under so like your intuition your insides were telling you to follow certain paths but then the fear your ego all those things get involved and are like no we can't do that we can't change no we can't we're gonna die if we change how did you cope with all of the fear what for yourself how did you help Susie yourself and like move yourself forwards it's interesting because fear really shows up for me in many different ways so there is that side of the ego which you know, the ego is there for us to really keep us safe. Mm. So if we are hearing that voice of the ego where it's like, don't do that, you know, that's not going to work or all these things, it's the voice that's trying to keep us safe, but it's a voice that we can override. Um, so I was hearing a lot of the, you know, you're not good enough and um, and my confidence, you know, and all, all the things. And what I had to really do in that time was, keep on coming back to myself and having I wouldn't say it's a consistent practice but something that flowed on a day-to-day basis that flowed with me Mm. so if it was a day that I needed to rest and just be with myself and and um and meditate I would take that if it was a day where I just needed to sit in front of the tv and binge watch friends I did that you know Mm. and just kind of really brought I I really um relied on my practices in that time and also my support network just being Mm. open and honest and and talking about how I'm feeling and um and just I just kept on checking in with what I needed in every day the first thing I would do when I woke up because I was quite sick during that time you know it was Mm. a huge transition for me um I had to check in with myself every day and be like what do I need today for support how can I support myself today? If it is just sitting there for five minutes with my tarot cards and just like, and surrounding myself in crystals and, or if it is just making a duvet for, and, you know, mm. <laughs> putting the pillows over my head, you know, like all these things, if it was just like a yoga practice, like a simple soothing yoga practice, I just, I gave myself what I needed um, and just kept listening to my body in those times. And, and the fear the fear subsided the more that I kept checking in with myself. 
because you're listening aren't you that's the exactly thing. you're listening and you're also giving yourself what you need in those moments and then it that calms the nervous system down then it's like oh okay we're not in fight or flight okay you can carry on now it's a bit yeah. like that isn't it um, I've really found that as well like where I am so I'm still in the corporate world but doing my business too and um I, I have I have already burnt out once this year and um I since I've moved, I've really started to be quite anal about my own self-care practice. Whereas I was doing like my job and then my other job back to back. And then I'd be like on my laptop in the night and I was just doing a lot of stupid stuff. Um, and now I just don't do that anymore. Or I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do any of that at the weekend. I'm just being really strict with myself. And I've noticed that that fear has got so much better. I can sleep better because that was really affecting my sleep. And um, I, I also now notice my hormones when they change, when I'm like, oh, my cortisol's gone up, I can feel it. Whereas I didn't really notice that, we you know, when I was by my house and it was all a bit stressful, I was built, trying to get, get the business going. Um, I've just, it's been such an interesting journey. Like, and how much self-care I need on a daily basis is actually, we need so much to like nurture ourselves. Well, like nobody tells us you need so much. My five minute, 10 minute meditation a day wasn't doing anything. Basically, you need so much more than that. Like I have to have multiple moments of like just with myself and it sort of keeps me a bit sane. Absolutely. Absolutely. We do need a lot more than um, than what we give ourselves. And, you know, and oh, there's just so much in that. And I think that's what's really brought me to what I do today and how I work with my clients and in my classes is that um, there's so many aspects of self-care and so how I work with it all my self-care does come a lot back to astrology and and looking at you know someone's chart and working out what they need based on their chart and you know and working on the herbs and all sorts of things with that um, but if we really focus on, you know, the five fundamental elements, if we focus on like fire, the physical, what we need um, physically, um, how to nourish ourselves, creativity, creativity. <laughs> you know the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Can't say it right now, but hey, creatively, there we go. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, and then looking at air, like how we're breathing, the breath, the mind mind breath connection is huge and mm. just honoring that and then water like how we're hydrating ourselves, um and then earth like our nutrition so it's not about crazy diets it's about like you know intuitively eating what do we actually need like we need to get rid of the shoulds and the coulds and oh i need to lose weight and all these things no it's like coming back to like that connection with nature and the earth and giving ourselves what we fundamentally need to support ourselves. And then ether as well, like spirit, like how are we connecting? We don't have to be the, we don't have to be a, a guru or, um, you know, a highly ascended person to be a spiritual being, you know, being a spiritual being is, is listening to our soul and our, our true self on a day-to-day basis and coming into alignment with that. Everything is within us. We just have to really nurture that and start trusting in ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when you you listen to that voice and now, now I 
chat to it regularly um that you can't go wrong it sort of leads you in the right direction it even when you are making changes and you're stepping into your com- out of your comfort zone it's the voice that's leading you and saying it's going to be all right though but you know have a break today and just chill out or whatever and it's like um i since i've been working with clients and they're just slowly starting to connect to that voice it's almost like at the beginning it's such a small whisper compared to the really shouty, critical ego voice that you have in your head. When you start to connect to it more and more, um, like I think it's amazing where it guides you. Like, for example, I live in Ashford in Kent. I never had been there ever before, ever, until I saw one of the house, one house here. And I it, it had told me, it was sending me loads of messages from like different, I, I think one, one week, three people told me it. And as soon as I heard the name, I was like, oh, I think I'm meant to live there. And that was it. I bought a house here. Great. So that's all from my inner guidance. That's how powerful it is. <laughs> it is. And it can take you on these wild, wonderful adventures into places that you'd never think that you'd be. Mm. And I, I think that's the the biggest thing is like trusting in that that process, trusting in that voice within you, because that voice has all the answers. It's just being able to hear it. Um and and hearing the difference between the whisper of your soul and that inner knowing to the fear that lives in in us as well Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's just comes from being programmed in us since such a young age like absolutely fear is such a like a perception almost um so we have to talk about the magic of sound because why does why did it help me so much when I was feeling anxious, like how does it help us like with our nervous system and all that stuff? Cause it just is magical to me. Cause I listen to um, Tibetan bowls all the time from Spotify. I do stuff like that all the time and it makes me feel so much better. So what's that about? Well, sound is such a magical and powerful tool. And I do believe that we are in the age of a huge we're almost like at, on, on the cusp of these huge realisations of where sound can take us. I think we, obviously we've explored sound through history and, you know, through all the music and everything that we hear, but there's just so much more to it. Um, so with sound, when we're connecting to the sounds and vibrations of an instrument, because we are you know, mainly water. So coming back to the 70 to 80% water within us, these sounds and vibrations from the instruments, the frequencies of that moves through our body. So we could hear a sound, for instance, like being on the tube, when you hear those high pitched sounds and it's, it's so alarming and so like in your ears, that can affect the body in, in negative ways. It can really send you into a place of, of stress Whereas if you're listening to sounds, say like a violin or a crystal bowl, these sounds of vibrations can really settle every part of you. It's connecting to all the molecules, all the cells within your body, and they're, they're responding to that. There's been a lot of research and a lot of work done with, um, with water, especially. I don't know if you've seen it recently, but um, the studies show that uh, if you put in affirmations into water and then freeze it. So if you're doing positive affirmations like love or um, appreciation, joy, 
and you freeze that in the water, it comes up with these beautiful patterns inside that water. Like you can see that how it's been frozen. So if you're saying negative things like hate or, um, you know, like, you know, those hate, those horrible, like harmful words, the water molecules change and they look really distressed when it, when it's frozen. So it's, it's the same for us. What we're hearing, what we're connecting to, it has a resonance. And mm. these sounds of vibration. So when we're connecting to things like the crystal bowls or the gong, for instance, um, and these tuning forks that are, that are tuned to a certain frequency, these sounds of vibrations are moving through our body and it, it can change molecules. It can change um I don't want to go as far as saying DNA because they haven't proved that yet, but these sounds have a huge effect on the body. Mm. Yeah. That, I mean, that's definitely what I have noticed. So, uh, you know, I am a great with, with the work that I do, I talk a lot about trauma and the fact that this trauma gets stuck in your body sometimes from, you know, childhood stuff or anything that's happened. And when you haven't released it and what I found with sound therapy, gong, all of these kind of things, they can kind of help me to release some of that out of my body. So where I was feeling stress that was bringing up some of that trauma, I went to one of these sessions or a few and it just helped soothe me. It's not going to make my problems go away. There was a soothing to my nervous system, a calmness that was brought to my body that wasn't there before the session, if you know what I mean. That's what I found really special about it. And how about, you know, because obviously you do herbs and oils um, how did they help us with like our fears and our nervous system and that kind of stuff? Absolutely. I just want to touch on before we move oh, on yeah, sure. about sounds. Um, so the amazing, the amazing ability with sound. So as you were saying with how, with trauma. So when we go through these um, experiences within our life, we go through stress, we go, we could go through trauma. We could go through something that really shakes us up Um we're not taught how to master our own energy. So we're not taught to actually um, go through the, the motions of releasing the energy and renewing our energy. So what happens is uh, energy can solidify within the body. It can become stuck if it's, if it's not um, processed properly. So for instance, like if we have, we go through a breakup and we suppress it and we, we try not to feel our emotions around it, that emotion is held within the cells of the body. So it will be held there. And that's where um, it can become bigger and bigger. And, and you know, it, it, it can create disharmony within our energy. So with sound, what it can do, it can unlock the energy within the body and start allowing it to move. So if you think about it, like you hear a song that might bring a tear to the eye and might like, you might feel like a bit of an emotional release about it. The Beatles always do that to me. Here Comes the Sun <laughs> is like one of my favourite songs. And whenever I put that on, I just, I feel quite emotional. Um, but connecting to something like that, it's, a, it's allowing you to go through emotional release. So with sound, that, that's why it's so powerful because it's, it's allowing us to really be masters of our own energy when we're connecting to it in certain ways. So if we're laying down and just letting ourselves be, and going into that relax, relaxing state, that theta state of where our body naturally um, rejuvenates itself, 
rejuvenates this energy, it can unlock, it can unleash, it can do all sorts of things. It can renew, it can bring you into this heightened state of awareness. You know, some people come into these classes um, and they, they have like these profound, profound experiences um, you know, where they, you know, they can astral travel and, you know, all sorts of things. But there's just so much that we can explore with sound. So, yeah. But anyway, so as we were talking about herbs and, um, and plants and things like that, I, with plants, like, it's, it's such an incredible and powerful uh, tool that we have on this earth. You know, it's really bringing us to back to tap into nature and our surroundings. So when we're working with herbs and um, when we're connecting to plants, it's bringing us not just a connection to the earth, but back to ourselves as well. Something that I love is um, I, I love going on nature walks and I love going foraging. So I forage a lot of plants and I'll use them for medicinal purposes and all sorts of things. And everything that I come into contact with when I go on these foraging um, experiences are things that I actually need. So it's quite an intuitive process. No way. Yeah. So, you know, for instance, um, where you could go out, you know, just somewhere in nature, somewhere close by and, and just start like connecting to the plants and maybe uh, finding out what they are. And you'll always find things that you really need in that moment. I need to do that in my new garden. There's so many different plants out there. I don't know what they are. There's so many out there. I'm going to do that. Start doing that on my breaks. Have a little yeah, have a look and yeah. take photos and yeah, it's it's such a fascinating thing. And it's like all of this stuff that's just available doesn't even cost us like much money or you know, and it can help support us. I mean, I found um, oils really helpful for me. Um, like different ones for different things, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, you know, like peppermint to like make me present and wake me up. Um, and then I've been sort of using, um, I really, I'm really loving rose at the moment. I don't know. It just calms me right down. Like I don't, that's just like the nicest smell, but, um, and we've had an episode on essential oils. It just, it is such a, again, it's a great gift and a great way to take care of yourself. So I guess, when people come to what can you know you have your clients and obviously you've got a real mix of ways that you help them and treat them um what do you think what would you say is the main thing that they're coming to you for oh yeah the main is, thing as a moment is is energy work it's a lot mm. of energy work and um and people are wanting to explore their own energy in different ways and and they're wanting to connect to these modalities that are earth-based you know earth cosmic these these natural connections that we have so yeah a lot of people are coming to me asking me about um, how to work with their chart um, and how to understand their energy and what they need and and I think that's the biggest thing like yes I, I'm here I'm a facilitator but I'm not I'm not a person that's here to heal you I'm here to facilitate you and support you on your own journey mm. and um and it's just amazing what can really come out of those sessions. Mm. Well, I love that. Basically, you're really helping people to um, to support themselves in terms of their own self-care and like what they need to help help them through their cycle, whatever cycle of life they're in at the moment and whatever's going on in their chart, in their personal lives and really doing that. Because I think I 
uh, find out about all these different things by accident most of the time to do with self-care and then I try them and some things are just like so magical for me and some things just aren't um and I guess astrology probably would help that a little bit more <laughs> like home in on it waste less time yeah absolutely <laughs> but I think and this is the this is the beauty of these journey this journey is that you know trying all these different modalities and being able to pick and choose what does work and doesn't work for you you know um it, it is you you are self-exploring mm. and there are things that you know we are going to resonate with and there's things that we aren't and I know personally like when I started um when I threw myself into my own healing four years ago um I I just I opened myself up and was like I, I'm I'm going whatever's coming to me I'm going to give it a go and I'm just going to try these different modalities and and find what works for me and the things that I connect with now and connect with with my clients are things that have definitely worked for me Mm, yeah that's I mean, that's what I do as well because I just know that they've done great things for me but then they'll try them and they'll be like yeah that didn't really work for me <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> but nobody knows until they try try because we're all different and we all have different ways to soothe and different ways to energize and like and that's and again what you said earlier we're never taught any of these things I was never taught how to self-regulate or to emotionally regulate or to listen to my own voice or to figure out what I what I need and in in my courses I often say you know it's about to start to ask yourself that question what do I need and so many people just look at me like I don't what are you talking about like yeah it's 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 such a hard question but the more and more you ask it the more and more you get your answers I think Yes, because it's. I, I think it comes back to what you were saying before about hearing the inner voice. Like when you haven't connected to yourself that way, when you haven't um, even explored uh, your own intuition and all of these things, like sometimes you can just hear silence and you're like, what? Well, what do I actually need? And then it can be quite a frustrating, uncomfortable process. But I think acknowledging it and making those first steps, like that's the biggest thing. Mm, definitely yeah being open this has been so great is there anything else that you wanted to cover about the work that you're doing or around fear or anything like that um I say you know we are going through some pretty big changes on this earth right now we're going Mm. through some really trying times and where we've been made to sit with a lot of a lot of things that are happening and it's a lot of noise outside of ourselves and it can really instill fear. So I feel that, you know, if you are experiencing those times and and you are sitting in a lot of fear right now, know that you're not alone and there is support out there and to keep coming back to yourself, you know, keep coming back to your breath and keep coming back to these to nature you know just allow yourself to connect to nature during these times and and keep bringing it back um because you know we're not alone we're all here and it can feel quite daunting sometimes but yeah have to stay together hey yeah definitely and and also know that you're really supported not just within yourself but with others that want to like help you as well so yeah I mean I feel like the fear is just increased there's like another thing being added on all of the time right now and um 
and it can feel so overwhelming so but it's right you're right like everybody's feeling it on some level so how can people work with you how can they find you and obviously anything that you any links I'll put in the episode notes absolutely so my main social media platform is Instagram and if you have a look at her sorry I've just changed my Instagram name so if you look for Astro Herbalist on Instagram and my website is rachelmorley.com um ping me a message I'm always up for a good chat I say that in all my classes just ping me a message I'm up for a chat that's literally what I did yeah hi I really loved your class do you want to come on my podcast and I'm so grateful thank you thank you so much for coming I've absolutely loved this chat I love talking about all things deep and meaningful so this has been great thank you Rachel thank you so much and there we have it guys an episode completed. I hope you enjoyed it and it raised a load of awareness in your mind. There was alarm bells going. You were all like, ding, that's totally me. Cause that's what I was like when I started this journey. And that is the start of the process, finding out this information and realizing it has happened in your own life. So I really hope it was helpful. And before the next episode coming out next Wednesday, be sure to check us out on Instagram. So it's hearts underscore underscore happiness. Also, we have a YouTube channel where I share the videos I create for Instagram on. So you can check that out. They come on about once a week. And then we also have a Facebook group if you want to join to carry on the conversation. I want to create a community where we're all talking about our very real experiences and traumas. And then there is also my website called heartshappiness.co.uk, which you can check out to join our mailing list so that as I create new services and support tools for you all, you're the first to find out. And I have a freebie on there, so definitely check that out. It's five books that transformed my healing. So if you really want to kickstart and you know your life and the content in here, these books are like the basis of so much of my knowledge. So definitely check that out. And I will speak to you next week. I'm so excited to continue this journey with you to help you to find your own heart's happiness. Take care.